This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash happiest. There are so many amazing perks of being sober, and one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level, and it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before, but let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Hello and welcome to Happiest Sober Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This episode is going to be coming out on December 20th. So it is the last episode that will be coming out before Christmas Day. So I thought it would be a nice idea to do a little kind of Christmas pep talk. And I can't think of anyone better to do <laughs> to do a pep talk <laughs> with me than my mom, who is the the merriest, biggest Christmas lover I know. Yes, I love it. She loves I do love Christmas. Christmas. I used to be woken up when I was a kid, November 1st, the day after Halloween, I was woken up by my mom singing Christmas songs to me. Mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, and what a perfect day for it, because we're getting a freaking blizzard outside too. So, yeah. Oops. If there's any day to feel Christmassy, it is. It it's is today. today. It's a snowing, stormy, messy day. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember your first sober Christmas, Mom? Oh, God, Maddie. You make me have to think so far <laughs> back all the time. I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. I. You know what? I actually don't. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't remember. I knew we were going to chat about Christmas today. And I was like, what do I, what do I even remember about um, getting sober? I, I don't, I will say this because um, my mom didn't drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't drink really. In support of manage. your dad. Well, yeah. In support, like maybe, you know, her way of trying to manage his drinking a little bit too. Okay. Right. So she, you know, she didn't drink. So 
it there wasn't a lot of drinking at Christmas ever. So it wasn't like I missed out on it. Um, it, it and I love Christmas so much. I always wanted to be like sober, clear-minded, present for it. It wasn't a time where I was like, woo, yay, let's let loose and, you know, get hammered on Christmas day. It was never yeah. that. But I'll tell you something, I was thinking about this, is because um, Christmas always used to be no drinking. It wasn't really a thing. Yeah. And we didn't have family around because all of my parents' family was from Northern Ontario. So it was just us at Christmas. Um, But when my siblings started dating and they started bringing people around to join us, that's when alcohol got introduced to family functions. You never used to have them at your family. Yeah. I remember you telling no, me that right. in the last few we years. Didn't. And I found that we never had like wine with dinner. We never did. And so I remember when, you know, my brother and sister were, had partners and they were serious about it, that they're, they're, they would bring drinks and I felt excluded Mm. I felt left out for the first time. How long, how far into your sobriety would that have been? Do you know? Yeah. So I would, you know, maybe three or four years. Mm. I I feel like kind of three or four years, like, because um, I was, yeah, 21 and my brother got married get married I was maybe whatever 26 27 something like that I, I might have been around that age or 24 25 mm-hmm. something like that and so that's kind of when alcohol started to come in and I felt it's funny like I was sort of thinking back on that I felt like betrayed a little really bit. I did like what are you guys doing it, like, like my this own isn't what we do thinking. yeah yeah, we don't do this and oh great. And then Aww. I really felt like my brother and sister, uh, like with their partners, bonded. And I was the mm. odd person out who didn't drink, who right. And then of course, even when I did get married, your dad was newly sober. Yeah. And so, you know, he wasn't drinking. So there was kind of a this sense of feeling left out, I think initially when that transition started happening in our in our family, when alcohol started becoming part of family gatherings. It was mm. like I had to regain my footing there a little bit. That's so fascinating mm. because it's like I remember you saying years ago that yeah, you never used to drink for holidays with your family when you were younger, that was just never part of it. So it's so interesting that maybe your first few sober Christmases would have been like, it wouldn't be a thought like, Oh, it's my first time doing it sober. Cause you'd always done it sober. But then like further along, you felt the feeling of being excluded for the first time, like for the first time at at the holidays, I should say At, at the holidays. And, and I think so too, as I was getting older and, you know, sort of feeling more, like now an adult and, you know, married and having kids. Cause I had you guys right away. Um, yeah, I, I did really feel kind of like, but here's the thing. So, so I felt, um, you know, I felt kind of left out. I felt a little betrayed, like, wait mm-hmm. a second, you know, we don't do this. And, and almost a little defensive of my dad more so than even myself, like, Hey, we don't drink around dad. We don't, right. You know, and um, 
But anyways, as things progressed and life went on and, um, you know, it just became a regular normal thing where we drank. And that's when I started also just having a wine glass for myself at the table Mm. because I felt like I'm the... (laughs) I'm the left out, can't be trusted. Like, I don't know. It was a weird kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, here, you have your little like baby sippy glass. <laughs> everyone else has their adult, you know, wine glasses. So I was kind of like, screw you guys. I'm having. And so I always to this day still like a wine, wine glass, glass of water. I do. It's water. Yeah. I'm like, I can drink out of a wine glass. I don't have you to have whatever glass you want to drink like out I'm- of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it just, it was just another layer that added to feeling like I'm not a part of them, you know, how they do things. Mm. But anyways, what, what did end up happening was though, even though I felt a little removed from my brother and sister at that time in life, uh, I think that deepened my own sense of pride Mm. in myself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, I just felt proud of the courage it took for me to be there, being the odd person out. Yeah. Because, um, you know, people who are drinking don't uh, always like having non-drinkers around, right? I mean, true. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like being around non-drinkers when I was drinking. They, Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, they They make you uncomfy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They do. It's like they have a big flashlight. Right. So, yeah. So, so I think um, I, like when I say I found my footing, I think being the one who wasn't uh, drinking really started to develop that I'm so proud of who I am Mm. I'm so proud that I'm not doing that and I'm Mm -hmm. extra freaking happy in the morning when I wake up and everyone else looks like hell (laughs) fantastic right yeah 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 Yeah. so what about you oh my gosh Christmas okay it's funny so this will be my third sober Christmas and like Mm -hmm. my first my first sober Christmas, I was so freaking new mm-hmm. in it. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. I, cause my date is November 8th. So when mm-hmm. I had my first sober Christmas, I was not even like two months yet. And it was funny because like for me getting sober, cause I wasn't like you with one day one, I had like a few tries. And yeah. so I feel like, so I spent all as you know, because I was talking to you about it, I spent mm-hmm. that whole day like genuinely contemplating, am I going to let myself drink today? Because I had had like a few slips and like I I, I guess like one of the one of my slips was Thanksgiving. I didn't even really yeah. think of it as a slip at that point, though, because I was I was doing the sober curious it was thing. A conscious decision. Yeah. To, to yeah. Begin. I think you were sort of weighing it out. Do I don't I do? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't fully committed to being sober yet so I was really Mm -hmm. trying it out and experimenting and there were like those few times I drank again was like a conscious decision um but anyway so I I had I I had had a few of those where I kind of let myself off the hook but this was the first time though that I had passed a month and once I passed a month I was like oh I really want to keep going I really don't want to start again um I think that really made me commit to it in a a different way Mm -hmm. um 
But so that day I did really, really, really like, I just remember like I can even see it in my head. I remember sitting at the kitchen table and just like having this inner like battle of like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll just do it. No, I'm not going to, maybe I will. Like it, like <laughs> I feel like other times, like once it got later on, if I ever had moments where I wanted to drink, it was always yeah. like a, like, Oh, this sucks. Cause I really want to drink, but I know I'm not going to like, that's not yeah. what that one was. That was genuinely like, Maybe I will. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Do I, don't I? Yeah. yeah. So that's really like, that was the main thing with my first one. And I had a really hard time. And I remember it's funny. I was cause like, I started my sober Instagram account so early on, like mm-hmm. I wasn't even a month sober yet when I started it. So I actually looked back at mm-hmm. my, my post after my first sober Christmas, I have like a documentation yeah. kind of, yeah. of yeah. everything. And that's great. Yeah. And like, I had a hard time with it. Like I didn't, it wasn't an easy night for me. I really struggled. I really felt left out. That's the difference is that for me, when I got sober, like drinking, obviously with the exception of you has always been a big part of like our family. I shouldn't say always, but, um, definitely in my adulthood was something that like me, Jack and, my sisters would all do together. So I remember waking up in the morning and like seeing other people on Instagram being like, Oh, my first sober Christmas. I was so present for it. It felt so magical. (laughs) And like reading that made me feel like shit. (laughs) I was like, well, fuck, it wasn't easy for me. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. So that was really how that felt. And then that was your first. So that's, you mean your first sober very first one. Read and read everyone going, yay! It was that easy, felt so good, and you were like, "Fuck, yeah!" That was a challenge. Gotcha. That's yeah. that's like I still, of course, felt proud of myself for doing mm-hmm. it, but I mm-hmm. felt discouraged seeing other people online saying that they had like such an easy time with it because for me it was not an easy time. Yeah, um, it was like funny a like battle. How we, yeah, how we do that to mm-hmm. ourselves like this, like, oh, it was easy for them. There must be something wrong with me or it should yeah. be easy for me. This expectation that it should be some way other than what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my second one, I was just like, not in the best, having the best time in life <laughs> as you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? not my, not the best time in my life this time yeah. last year. Um, so I definitely like, it was a struggle for a different reason. Like mm-hmm. I think obviously by then I was a year sober. So it wasn't, yeah. it definitely wasn't the, like, am I going to drink? I knew I wasn't going to, but I can definitely remember like last year, just because I was in such an atrocious headspace already. Yeah. Like I remember, um, sitting there while Jack and Sash and Cassie were drinking and feeling mm-hmm. so like victim mode, pity party. Yeah. I'm not a part of this anymore. Like, yeah. I think for my first one, I remember like getting ready for yeah. the day, like really getting ready for dinner. And, and like my sister walked in with, um, with a beer and yeah. like, I was like, Oh, this would be the part in the night where I'd be so excited because the drinking yeah. was starting. And like, I'm not yeah. part of that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't so, like, that's so funny though, Maddie, because like, what is the thing that you're not a part of? Like, mm-hmm. what is the thing you're telling yourself. Yeah. Well, this is where it's so funny that like uh-huh. your drinking days are so far off. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Ouch. No, but it's true. You always say yeah, that. You're always yeah. like it. It feels so like I almost yeah. don't even clearly remember how hard like you remember mm-hmm. how hard it is, but like yeah. not. But I mean, like it is kind of fun to think about what is the thing that I'm telling myself mm-hmm. I'm not a part of anymore. I you know why? The it's... year before as well. Mm-hmm. Um the Christmas before my first, my, my first sober Christmas, mm-hmm. um, we had day drink like early. It was when like, um, I had, I had a boyfriend, I was seeing someone, there was like two boyfriends in the household and like me and my sisters and those not we both all- yours. No, <laughs> just in case anyone was one. No, my sisters and mine. <laughs> And yeah. we were like, I think, I don't know. I think you and Jack had to go do like an errand or something mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were all just sitting around and we were, it was, oh my God, it was probably like noon one. And we were like, mm-hmm. let's just start drinking. We played drinking games. So then like the yeah. following year, I was romanticizing that. Like when I saw that first drink, I was like, oh, last year we were all day drinking together. And like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. It was hard. It was. <laughs> But isn't it so funny? And I mean, I'm sure you just hate me for this, but I think that's the benefit of me having so much time under my belt sober, right? Like really more of my life has been sober than it's been Yeah. now, right? Like significantly and more. Significantly more. Yeah. Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's Mom. say that one more time. <laughs> No, it's, it's true. It is true. So I think like, it's so funny to hear how eager, willing, easy it is to romanticize Mm -hmm. something that literally was hell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause you wouldn't have stopped if it wasn't wrecking you. Well, like, of course. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you know full well, even if you think that that moment, like, oh, day drinking, oh, <laughs> the bit, right? Like, yeah. it's so fleeting. Yeah. It is so freaking fleeting. And yet we just latch on to that little piece of it. Apparently, scientifically, the buzz, yeah. the really mm-hmm. good buzz that we're all chasing is 20 mm-hmm. minutes long. 20 minutes that we're chasing 20 minutes. And so tell me this, the next day, when you wake up, after you had your 20 minutes of whatever, right? Um, And then you wake up the next day, how long does the anxiety last? Oh my god. You know, what's so funny is that and you're right, I just Mm -hmm. like, I have been because it's it's just it's Christmas time now. Mm-hmm. I get still my daily Snapchat memories like one year ago today, two years ago today. And yeah. like the last Christmas I had before I quit drinking mm-hmm. was was some of the worst morning afters I've ever had. Like that yeah. was when I blacked out at my work Christmas party, which freaking wrecked me. And still to this day, when I see photos from like that time, I'm like stomach and knots. That was when that was also when we had a Christmas party at home and I went upstairs and passed out while everyone was still here. Um, like with a ton of family there, like that was so that, that was what made me do dry January. 
that month. The last, yeah. the last December I ever had of drinking is what yeah. made me do dry January. Cause I was like, Holy shit, I'm a, a mess. Mm-hmm. So it's so mm-hmm. funny to your point that mm-hmm. like the following year I wasn't drinking and I was like, Oh, I'm missing that. Cause what I was going to say is that <laughs> I've been seeing, I got sidetracked, but I've been seeing Snapchat memories pop up. I was looking at them today and I saw Snapchat memories pop up from Christmas 2019 and instant anxiety inside seeing pictures Uh, from from those days. Like I saw a picture from one day and being like, oh, I remember feeling anxiety that day because of like blacking out at the party. So like, isn't that it's true? It's it's so funny. It like, like we do, we like, oh, day drinking or, oh, I don't get to have the, and yet you can still feel anxiety. How many years later, right? Right? Think how heavy and thick it was. So it's like, I think just realizing that 20 minutes or that five minutes or 10 minutes or half an hour, whatever it's going to be, right. Or whatever it was that you would have got from, from that, like this and even the feeling of I want to drink, if you can just remind yourself, the pleasure is so fleeting. Mm-hmm. It does not match at all. It's it's not a match at all for the freaking sorrow that comes, yeah. the shame that comes, the regret. So for me, I'm always like, oh my God, come on, girl. Give yourself, like, just, just sit with it. No, you know, those little emotions, they wash in like waves and they wash back out again. Yeah. That's it. You just let the wave wash in where you feel like, oh, I want to drink or, oh, I'm missing out. It'll wash back out again. Carry on because the reward is just so astronomical. Yeah. So huge. It's so true. It's so true. And I feel, I was telling you, like, I feel more excited for Christmas this year than I've felt in like many Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so excited about it. So I want to ask you as someone who has done so many sober Christmases and who loves Christmas. And also, by the way, I do just want to say that my, my poor mom is hosting 45 people in a couple days for a Christmas party and is like going crazy, trying to get ready for that. And I'm like, but like, (laughs) we come on the podcast with me to talk about Christmas. So thanks for being here. But that being said, my mom freaking loves Christmas. So as someone who, and let's broaden it just so you love the holiday season so Mm -hmm. much, because obviously Mm -hmm. people celebrate lots of different holidays as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But like holiday time. Could you just give a pep talk for anyone listening for like the magic of doing holidays sober? Yeah. Okay. So it's so funny because it is, um, it's so natural for me Mm -hmm. to do it sober. And it's something that I always wanted to do sober anyways. So it's hard to kind of, um, look, if I think about it, like, if somebody was truly um, struggling with it, right? Um, I would say like, look, because not everybody loves Christmas. True. Right? Like, it's not a happy a, time for everybody. It can be a, a really hard time, time for, for a lot, lot of people. people. It can be a really hard time. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, so me, like, look, let's just say this. I just love celebrations. Mm. I like to celebrate. And this time of year again, there's there's lots of celebrations going on. And I have always loved it because I love 
uh, I love the idea of um, giving. I love, for me, the thing that's always made this time of year really special is this idea that um, like at this time of year, let's all be, even though we should all year long, right? But let's really be focused on love. Let's be focused on kindness. Let's be, and so that's the thing that has always made the holiday season extra special for me. Mm. Like that's what I just love about it. So, and I don't mean the the presence per se. I, I just mean the act of service, even like quiet secret things that you do for people to, you know, to make their life better. Like you know, wiping the stranger's car off if it's covered in snow or like I have loved the energy that this time of year represented. Mm -hmm. So that's what was so special for me. It's not, wasn't about presence under the tree. So Mm -hmm. I just want to, I just want to make that clear, but I do get that it is a really hard time of year for a lot of people. And I think what happens is we have these expectations around Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we um, also have this idea that everybody is having this lovely, you know, Hallmark card kind of yeah. Christmas, except us, mm-hmm. and we're not. And that's a not the truth. Yeah, not everybody, more than not, are not having a Hallmark Christmas because we all get caught up and wrapped up in expectations, what we think Christmas is supposed to look like and feel like, and so I think it's like find the thing this time of year when all of the noise and chatter and stuff is going on what how do you want to feel Mm -hmm. get really clear like how do I want to feel do I just want to feel do I just want to feel peaceful do I want to um you know do I want to feel calm do I want to feel self-assured do I like whatever it is do I want to feel joy maybe joy feels like too big of a reach so I think what is the thing that you want to carry into this season if it's like you know if you hate this time of year fine find something else um, about it like tune that part out and just figure how do I want to feel these next few weeks while holidays are going on you don't have to participate um if you don't want to uh if it's not your thing and manage your own mind manage the story that everybody else is having some kind of you know special thing going on because that makes us feel isolated it makes us feel sad it makes it can make us feel resentful so it's like what do you want how do you want to feel that's the one thing we get to control right? How do I want to feel? How do I want to move through this holiday season? What is the thing that is going to be useful for me? What's the thing that I can think about or focus on that is helpful to me? So whatever that looks like, it'll be different for everybody else. Um, I would say grab hold of that. And and, um, I also just want to say, look, like you are never going to know how great life is without alcohol until you decide, like make that decision that you're going to do it. And I, like I used to say to you, you know, I used to sort of laugh a little <laughs> bit about this, like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life if I'm not drinking? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you've talked about this or we, we still sort of laugh about it. 
I still laugh about it, like, because it's so funny for me to even think like how I couldn't imagine my life without alcohol. And now yeah. I'm like, you know, cause I'm so far on the other side of it. I'm like, that is the craziest thing ever. That is the funniest story we tell ourselves. How am I going to manage? You're going to manage just fucking fine. That's what I want to say. You're going to manage better than you could even imagine. You're going to manage 10 times better than you're managing with alcohol. Like that's what's so funny, right? I love it. Funny. You are going to be happier than you've ever been. Like you think having the drink makes you happy, but it actually doesn't. It like sucks the life out of you. Yes. Right. That's the end result. So, you know, what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to feel? Your life is going to blow wide open in the best possible ways and it's like you have to give yourself that little that little space to do it you have to know it's going to feel awkward it's going to feel a little uncomfortable um it's going to feel it's going to make you mad sometimes and and guess what that's just normal Mm -hmm. that's just normal that's just a normal part of it it's just like so so welcome it no that's part and parcel for getting freaking happy. It's part and parcel for owning your life, for taking your power back, for being able to create your world just the way you want it, right? That's the thing about getting sober. That's what will happen if you do it. And I think, you know, when you go to a holiday party or you're participating in whatever festivities are going on around you, it's momentary this this you know just the beginning of the party or it's Mm -hmm. a a few hours in whatever it is where it feels awkward or you might feel uncomfortable but if you can just wade through that right you you really do you get to the other side of it and you wake up feeling like superwoman or superman the next morning and then you it's you just keep building on it right yeah right don't yeah Oh my God. I literally have been sitting here in silence because I asked you for a pep talk and you freaking delivered. And I'm like, I don't even want to say anything. Cause like that was great. And you were on a roll, but oh my God, that was so good. And so true. And like, I really relate it back to, because my first couple Christmases were hard. The first one, because I was so freaking new. I was like a month for my first one. My second one, because of like circumstantial life things. I was just having a hard time in life, not necessarily with like being sober, but just in life. So I didn't really get to enjoy it, but I can really relate what you said to like the first time I celebrated my birthday sober, where like Mm. I spiraled so hard about it and was like, it's not going to be fun. How am I going to have fun if I'm not (laughs) drinking? It's always just been about getting wasted. And then I did it. And it was this real feeling of like, Like you said, like you don't know until you know, unless you just let yourself freaking do it. Even if that means sitting with discomfort, with nerves, with feeling left out, with feeling like FOMO, with feeling whatever you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't know until you've done it. And then you get to do it and, and, and realize, like you said, you get to like build on every experience. And then like, I mean, from my experience, for the most part, 
every time I do that, I have a great fucking time. And then I'm like, I would have deprived myself of getting to realize that I can have a great time without booze. If I'd given into those thoughts that told me that I can't have a good time without booze. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, I know there are some people who really feel like, you know, I got sober and I'm just as miserable or more miserable. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I think like when we are feeling unhappy, uh, like continually unhappy, when we feel like life's just gotten worse since I quit drinking, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's resistance to the resistance to sober living, right? To just... To, to getting out there to being in the 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 discomfort of it right the initial discomfort of it um and I feel like we still have one foot back in drinking mm-hmm. right it's like you haven't fully jumped in with both feet and so when you really do when you really decide this is it I'm not doing it anymore um it's going to feel hard because it is because mm-hmm. change is just hard. Change is hard. Yeah. It just is. Right. And I think if you were expecting it to be easy, you can start to tell yourself the story. This sucks. And the more you tell yourself the story, this sucks. I can't do it. The more you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you have to change your story about it. You have to tell yourself a different story because you only experience whatever it is you're telling yourself. So if you're going to tell yourself sobriety sucks, my life is harder, right? You can't, you cannot begin to experience anything different. It's Mm -hmm. like, you've got yourself stuck in quicksand there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of, um, part of it has to be like, you know, creating this new, this new life for yourself has to really be about diving in with both feet, expecting it's going to feel difficult in the beginning, mm-hmm. but starting to look for what's good about it. Yeah. Like it's critical to start identifying what's good about it. What's, 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 what's fun about it. What's better about it. And if it's just like, I'm not hung over this morning, then ride that freaking train. Keep reminding yourself and let that start to raise your own feeling, your own vibration, your own energy, your mm-hmm. own, you start to shift it. But yeah. if you keep focusing on what's wrong, what's missing, what you hate about it, you're going to keep getting more and more and more reinforcement of all of those things. Right? Yeah. And that just made me think of a conversation we had last night um, Mm. about talking about like taking alcohol completely off the table because we're like, we, we did, we had this conversation last night about how like there become, there comes a point where you just have to decide that it is not an option for you. Like, it's just a non-negotiable. Like we both were saying, like you had, you went through a, a bad divorce you went through like you know what you went through in your marriage and marriage yeah yeah and um and being a single mom for 10 years and like so like the death of both of your parents you went through Mm -hmm. so many things that if you were looking for an excuse to drink would have been your excuse to drink but you yeah you had so many but you had just decided that it wasn't an option and like me obviously 
not on the same level. Cause I'm so new, but like, even this time last year, I was going through a terrible heartbreak. I was in an atrocious place. And like, it, it wasn't ever, am I going to drink? It was like, FML. I wish I could fucking drink right now. Cause this sucks. Mm-hmm. But even in that thought I knew, but I'm not going to like, I'm just yeah. not going to, it's not yeah. something I'm doing anymore. And I think that's yeah. just such a powerful thing to, to talk yeah. about as well. Is that like at, yeah. at a certain point, you really have to decide that is off the table. You do. And if you haven't decided that yet, that's okay too. But yeah. be honest with yourself about it. Be honest mm. with yourself about it. Right. Because I think sometimes, you know, people are looking for everything that's wrong with sobriety as a way to, yeah, be able to pick up that drink again. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not done, you're not done and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but if you are, then, then yeah, it's, it's not an option. Yeah. Like don't allow it to be an option. Make the decision that it's, it's, it's off the table. It's not yeah. a way to, cause look, I mean, it's not a way to solve any problem anyways, right? We don't solve emotional problems with food, with booze, with, well, drugs, sometimes I solve right? emotional problems with ice cream. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't attack me right now. <laughs> we try, we try, yeah. but really like we solve emotional problems by working through. Our yeah. Emotions, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it I, is. Listen, I've had me a good, a good um, bucket or two of Hagen. <laughs> Who has it? <laughs> you you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really do feel like one of my favorite kind of like holiday tips, and like I'll mm-hmm. speak, I'll speak um, on it about Christmas. Cause that's the holiday I celebrate, yeah. but obviously apply it to, to whichever one you do. Hey, but like, yeah. yeah, but for me, something that was a really helpful kind of reframe of it is to think like the best Christmas is that the, the time that Christmas feels like the most magical and exciting is when you're a little kid, you're not mm-hmm. drinking, like there's yeah. no alcohol in you and those ones. And so I think it's such a fun thing to try to think of like, okay, not drinking is an opportunity to try to like reconnect back to that and to like yeah. fill up the time that you're not drinking to do other things that you might not otherwise do. Like go on a drive to like a Christmas lights, build a gingerbread house, like literally just like fill up your time yeah. with those activities that make it feel like a really special festive yeah. time because yeah. For me, at the end of my drinking career, everything was an excuse to drink. And I thought alcohol was like alcohol was like the be all end all of like Christmas time. When are we pouring the wine? Like just like in a rush (laughs) to get to it. And that was that I was excited for that. Yeah. And it wasn't really about half the time. It wasn't even really about the holiday anymore. It was like the excitement was like celebrating is means drinking. And that's what I'm here. Like, that's what I'm excited about. So like really kind of refocusing your energy on things that are actually gonna feel exciting and and mm-hmm. festive and fun I know because you know it's so sad eh? like we just really don't know joy because mm. we have so attached joy to drinking yes I did right like, like yeah. the excitement the fun the 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 anticipation is always about the booze. Mm-hmm. And so 
we've really cut ourselves off from the just the natural rhythm of joy that arises. We do ourselves just, such a disservice. Like it is such a disservice mm-hmm. to just drink to feel good because then, yeah, you don't get to find like what's actually already inside you. Yeah. 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 And, and just that the pleasure from like it's. I'm so lucky. I mean, I'm Mm. so lucky that I have had the time that I have had to, to be sober, to, um, like, I just don't take it for granted. I feel so lucky all the time. And you know what? It's easy to feel lucky because I'm surrounded by drinkers always, all the time. We all are. And I think like, even, you know, the odd time when I'd gone into an AA meeting, um, there would be people in there, you know, in their forties, fifties. And I would be like, Oh my God, that could have been me yeah. at this age trying to get sober. Like they were just trying to figure it out. Like it's never lost on me. How grateful I feel mm. that I got sober as young as I did. Yeah. That I stayed sober and that, um, like life is just, um, Oh, like, look, I, I don't mean it's not you without its hardships. I mean, of course, listed, listed a, a lot of yours. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, in general, like, I feel happy. I know what things bring me joy. I know um, how, how happy life is without alcohol like Mm -hmm. that's just such a cold hard fact for me and I always think oh if people just knew if people just knew how good it feels right and how fun things can be like I go everywhere Mm -hmm. I don't not do anything because yeah there's drinking going on there yeah doesn't bother you know it doesn't bother me at all people do whatever they want to do I love my life sober so much like so much and um even if people are drinking like I you know especially when people are drinking um what happens for me instead of feeling you know bothered by it I feel like a deep well of gratitude Mm. that bubbles in me when I'm around people who are drinking heavy Mm. like I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful I love my sober life Oh my and God. I just do. Yeah. I love I'm, that. I'm sitting here sort of struggling for um, the words that feels kind of lame because I don't feel as though that does justice. What I just said, mm-hmm. I, I can't quite find the way to say it or uh, to articulate it, but I, it is true. It's so true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for for anything and I feel frustrated sometimes like oh people if you just knew yeah right Right? that's why that's why like you saying I'm so lucky I've really felt that because like I think the amazing thing about getting to a point where you have to really confront your drinking is Mm -hmm. that because we live in a world where the expectation is that you drink it's just the expectation it's what you do so most people unless they really get to a point with their drinking where they feel like, shit, I have to do something about this. Most people will go through their entire lives 
yeah. not getting to experience the yeah. actual real happiness you can find by being sober. And that's yeah. what makes me feel yes. so lucky as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, Maddie. That's it. So 100%. good. Mm-hmm. Aww. So if you're listening and you're heading into your first or you're in your first ho- sober holiday season, but um, Christmas is coming up this weekend, even if it feels hard, my first one felt so hard. It's okay. It's not wrong to struggle it's with it. Wrong. It's yeah, so it's okay. It's completely normal. It's completely normal. normal. Yeah. Of course it's going to be hard, but hang in. Hang That's in there because like. You can do hard things. You yes. can freaking do them. Yeah. Right? And then you get to get to the side where like, look, I mean, look, I could never say it better than how you just said it after your years of sobriety, mom. It was like so, so beautifully well, said. I think, look, this is the other thing that I'm going to shut up. No, like, <laughs> no, I, I, I will. Because I think this is the thing. We spend so much time and energy <clears throat> trying to avoid feeling discomfort. Yeah. Right. And if we just decide we can feel it, it's not going to kill us. We're not going to die. Then you become unstoppable in your life. There isn't mm-hmm. anything you can't do. Once you realize I I can survive feeling uncomfortable. I can survive yeah. discomfort. You can do it right? Then there's nothing you can't do because that's the thing we are trying to avoid. That's the thing we're trying to avoid when we're drinking. That's the thing we're trying to avoid when we're not drinking, right? Mm -hmm. The The discomfort of right? Just know you can do it. I can do it. I can do discomfort. It's not going to last very long. Once you realize you can survive it, you are unstoppable. Yes. And I will say, and then I'll shut up um, that, that second Christmas that I said, I was laying there feeling like pity party. I'm not a part of this anymore. Mm -hmm. That was where, and I did a whole episode on this already, but that was where it really kind of like shook me into being like, wait, this is a choice I'm making. This isn't something I'm just trapped in. So like stay connected to that as well over the holidays of like, this is your choice because, Mm -hmm. and there's a very powerful reason why you made this choice. Cause there's a very powerful reason why we all make the choice. Do not disconnect from that and really don't like make it keep coming back to like feeling empowered by the fact that you chose this for yourself because it makes your life better. And you're not, you're not like, you're not, not a part of you've, you've made this decision and, and, and it's freaking worth making. Yes. Um, and, and and they're missing out. They're really the ones missing out. Yeah, Are they so going to remember good. Christmas? You sure will. That's you right. sure so will. Good. So yeah. good. Oh my God. I love it. Thanks yeah. for joining me on this one, mom. You're welcome, honey. Fun. My, Thanks my recurring guest, my, my part-time co-host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks you for got this chatting with me. Cheers. Cheers. Coffee. Christmas. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Merry mm-hmm. Christmas, happy holidays, happy whatever Hanukkah, you celebrate, whatever you're celebrating, yes. yeah. all of it. Happy, You've got this. Mary, we're, Mary. we're cheering mm-hmm. you on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So worth it. So give so yourself that for a present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your presence is the present. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Bye.
Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.